Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. My name is Matthew Gallagher, and joining me is Tommy. Dan. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Jess. Just the, the, just but that's the, not just my the name. banter. But you could have been Jess just for that one moment. Anyway, hello. And welcome. We're going to talk about the 2019 Russian. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote it's there and I was like, that's wrong. And I still. I'm Ron it. Burgundy. The Japanese Grand Prix. And uh, well, we didn't even know if we'd be sat here today talking, talking about a Grand Prix, did we? Because, well, I forgot I've seen this morning, so I might have had to stand. That wasn't what I was quite alluding to. It was oh, really? more the typhoon Hegibis. Is it Hegibis? Hegibis. 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 I don't know. But either way, let's do some three-word race reviews uh, from the Japan. I wrote Japan Grand Prix, the Japanese Grand Prix. Yep. Fans, Matty Johnson, 17, worth waking up. Daniel Orr, Daniel Orr, signs fifth again. Fabi, six, underscore. Lewis, it's James. And Vincent, underscore, photographer, underscore, wish it rained. A few uh, different three-word race reviews. Obviously, a lot of these guys, uh, especially the ones from Europe, would have been very tired. Uh, probably watching these races and maybe a little bit grouchy, but uh, it seems like everyone's at least half happy with it. Although wish it rained, I think we all thought it would probably be raining, considering there's a typhoon in the area. But it was strange seeing the the pictures of um, Japan afterwards, and it you know just having beautiful blue sky, and you wouldn't have known the the chaos that had occurred. I mean, they packed everything, pretty much everything down, and I was concerned that they would probably not qualifying because essentially you have the thursday where they're setting everything up friday they did practice Sat, uh, friday evening they obviously packed everything down because the typhoon was hitting and they had to repack it all again and could have quite easily you know them putting the two things on the same day was a bold call but a bold call but mm. you have to, it has to be done doesn't it you can't just have uh, yeah, things yeah. flying around especially when they're temporary structures it was, oh, yeah. it was nice for once as well to see them being proactive about the decision and not just sitting trying to do qualifying in a typhoon like people just talking for hours and just wondering oh well after sitting three hours and watching this it's been postponed to tomorrow after all. yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah like, they actually made a, a decision before saturday yeah like a lot of uh was it kota a few years ago that you knew there was going to be this horrendous weather and they delayed it. Everyone was sat in the stand. It's still raining. Shock. They're not going out. It's getting worse. It's wetter. Wow, they're still not going out. Who would have thought when it's raining still? It's just, of course, that's going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. And uh, Dan, Kamoa t-shirt, loving it. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts did you get that from? And once you do that, I'm just going to go turn the aircon off because I don't know if it's being picked up on the microphone. Do that. What's the Kamoa shirt from? It's, it's from the Kamoa website. Would you believe it? <laughs> this is not in any way <laughs> sponsored by Kamoa, by the way. No. Oh, that's a lot quieter And he's now. back in the room. Hello and welcome. Right, Dan, let's talk about your three-word race review because I think uh, it tees us up nicely. Uh, yeah, Super Sunday rocks. Why does Super Sunday rock, Dan? Because I really enjoyed, even though I had to get up at 2 a.m. and then stayed awake for far too long, I really enjoyed having qualifying in the race on the same day. 
Yeah, I, I didn't get up for qualifying. Nowhere near. Didn't get uh, up for the race either, did you? So, well, I thought I had. <laughs> uh, but I told myself it was 10 past 7 rather Interesting. than 10 past 6. Uh, we, we went for three different strategies then because I got up for qualifying, went back to bed, and then got up for the race. So we got we, up we, for qualifying. Oh. So we split our strategy between the three of us. Well, I went for no stopper, so I should have some sort of penalty or something. Yeah, I, I went for like. a one stop. And, and I went, went for, for a prolonged one stop. I went onto the hard tyres. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, so at CFC underscore Craig says, should qualifying in the race be on the same day? Uh, for Japan, no, please don't, because 2 a.m., I mean, ugh, we, we kind of had the struggles of what people in Australia have every yeah. single race we can. Yeah, so we, we moan about it like once or twice a year, but for yeah. a lot of fans, that's like 18 races a year. Like, Yeah, and the majority of ours is 10 past 2 or 10 past 1 in the afternoon, and it's really not that bad no. at all. But uh, for me, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually really enjoyed again like this whole just action-packed Sunday. It was, yeah. it's almost like you know Super Sunday, like football. You know, big mm. big games, and you know you can watch one game and another game. It's like watching qualifying and the race. You know, you had two things to look forward to. Um, I really enjoyed the jeopardy of it as well. So like qualifying, it didn't just matter for the grid because if something happened and like we saw Kubica and Magnussen crash, it was like, oh, how's that? Is that going to affect their race? Yeah. So it's kind of like at Monaco when you have FP3 and it's a critical session because if you make a mistake in that, it affects the qualifying. I felt like it was kind of the same sort of thing with qualifying in the race. Yeah. The same day. I mean, it adds jeopardy, but I think at the same time, obviously one of the, I don't, I don't even know what the main reasons are for not having qualifying race on the same day. But for me, if someone does crash in qualifying, I wouldn't want them to miss the race because of it. Yeah. I mean, they used to have a warm up back in the nineties, but that was when they had spare cars and yeah, things that they yeah. could jump into. T uh, cars. Yeah. T yeah. cars. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I saw a lot of people praising it. Um, I wasn't massively sold. I do, I do like the idea, but personally, I still would rather see practice ditched. I'd, oh. I'd rather, rather <laughs> than so. So I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, I love this format. Let's have practice on Saturday, and then qualifying in the race on Sunday." I like that Saturday has, you know, has a mean? big thing. And if you want that, those benefits, just get rid of Friday. Because as we've said so many times on this podcast, the racing's better. I mean, I'm a huge F1 fan. I've followed it for a very long time. Have you? Absolutely love it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, shock. I would never. Shock. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Sorry, you're, um, the founder of, you're the founder of WT1, aren't uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but I just, I, I, sorry, I just don't enjoy practice. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm just, <laughs> don't. I love, like it. I love how you've turned around the question of should qualifying and race be on the same day too? I hate practice. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, you know, that I'd rather them get rid of that than try and squidge the qualifying race on the same day yeah. just to get into this two-day weekend. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I like the fact qualifying is on Saturday because it is a race weekend then, isn't it? It's You have something to look forward to on the Saturday and you have something to look forward to on the Sunday as well. And I mm. think that qualifying race takes up a lot of your time as well. Like You're kind of hanging around, especially if the qualifying is on at 12 p.m. and then you've got the race at 5, you're kind yeah. of just like, oh, well... Do I go out? Do I? Do I not? I, I never go out. It's not a problem for me. <laughs> but I guess it would also be quite a long day for the spectators as well. If you're going to cram in that, and then also the support races and everything else, that would be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, despite despite all the kind of very uh, the the big backlash from a lot of fans and drivers that seem to not be happy about F1 trying to mix up the schedule. Personally, I'm I would quite happily see the odd race. Yeah, uh, so, I think you know, you different like, weekends. You've got twenty, what, twenty-two races next year. Yeah. I'd, I'd happily, you know, 
if you have a qualifying race at start yeah a qualifying race at um, next time there's one race where they don't do Friday practice the next one maybe they put them on the same day yeah keep I'm happy fresh. to yeah, keep yeah. it fresh mix like it up a mystery a bit. Why box. Not? they don't know what they're actually going to get until they get there oh we're having five races on Saturday and no races on Sunday free it, practice on Sunday it was quite <laughs> funny with the uh, with with Saturday being cancelled F1 showed the 2005 Japanese Grand Prix where Kimi wins from yeah, 17th on the grid. YouTube, yeah. And uh, I I went on Twitter to tweet something. And, uh, went on Twitter it, to tweet went something? went on Twitter to tweet something. Wow. And uh, I noticed that someone had already put it, so I didn't actually end up tweeting it. But it was, um, was uh, I think it was Glenn Freeman from uh, Autosport had tweeted it and uh, had the, exactly the same idea that was them showing that race is almost like reverse grid propaganda. <laughs> to uh <laughs> to like get all the fans to go oh, actually this is a brilliant idea all the rubbish cars are at the back and uh, sorry all the best cars are at the back say, and well. it's an uh, <laughs> amazing amazing race so i don't know interesting well uh so are we a fan of super sunday then in, in general or would I, I wouldn't like to see it implemented for every single the no. thing i would enjoy but, it i but, enjoyed it this yeah weekend. for the ones that are maybe not 2 a.m starts for us you know maybe it's a as i say a 12 and a 4, just occasionally. Right. Yeah. Why do you hate Australia so much? Because it's early. Really, really early. Right, Tommy, three-word race review. Talk to me. Bottas favour returned. Now, when you were writing this, I thought Bottas blushes spared would have been so much better. What do you think, Dan? Which one was better? Oh, I think Tommy's is better. Oh, right. Oh, uh, so Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um... So saw some reaction to this again, people going, Oh, you Hamilton fanboy and you why do you hate Bottas so much? Which I'm sure Jess will appreciate. Um she's so not messaging yeah, you saying that. Uh, say, saying this because I put I basically put this on my, my Twitter that there's there's no denying that Bottas deserved the race. He was absolutely brilliant. He was back to this two point oh Bottas. Like he had so much pace, got an amazing start. But Hamilton could there's no doubt in my mind that Hamilton could have won that race by staying out and if he had Mercedes would have finished 1-2 not 1-3 so although it's a difficult decision for Mercedes because it would screw Bottas he's driven this amazing race and then everyone would be with their pitchforks going why are you screwing Bottas all the time they would have got a better result in my opinion than if they had pitted uh, hadn't pitted Hamilton and also, there's no doubt in my mind that if Rosberg was still the title challenger, there's absolutely no way Hamilton would have pitted. No, not with. Obviously, yeah. he's got a huge lead in the championship, and it's something that he can he knows afford, he's gonna to, win. afford to let go. Um, but obviously, we had a lot of insight from AWS Insights and their uh, amazing tire oh. graphic, which was quite possibly the least insightful thing I'd ever seen. Uh, um, was there a question about that later? Should we just jump onto that, that question now? I mean, if you can find, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Sebi, Sebi, S- yeah. I mean, at Sebi Strut ninety nine. Do you like the new tire life graphics? I honestly hate them since they are really in no way reliable. It's uh, clearly it's another way for AWS to get their what was what noise was that? <laughs> um, AWS to get their uh, their sponsor stuff in, which fine, okay. They're thinking of new innovative ways to uh, inform the fans, but unfortunately, there's no informing actually happening. No. It's, mo- it's more of a case of. Right, so we've spoken to Pirelli, and they say that these tyres will last X amount of laps, and the rears are going to degrade more than the fronts, and maybe the left side more than the right side. Exactly. So they've just gone, okay, uh, Hamilton is catching Vettel, uh, which we saw on the uh, soft tyres. Oh, was it soft? It was soft, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
but his rears are on 10%. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. I wrote down in my notes. It said that Hamilton had 10% on his rear tyres and Vettel had something like 40 and yeah. Hamilton was going like two seconds a lot quicker than Vettel. The fact that that they are just essentially I don't like I don't like that graphic because they are essentially just guessing it, and yes. yeah. regardless of how good a driver is on their tires and how or how bad they are on their tires, it it's always going to be the same information. Thing, yeah. So yeah. someone might have brilliantly saved their tires, um, gone for this massive long stint, and the graphic. I wonder if someone does that, the graphic will be like, "You've got a puncture." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all four tires are on. Apparently, uh, no. You've actually got no tires left. They've disintegrated <laughs> and they're on fire. But you're well. That's going to happen at some point if they continue with that, and they'll just cut to a car that then just gets a puncture and then it goes eighty percent fire line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be. That's going to be. What did, what did you make of it, Dan? Oh, I didn't like it. I mean, I get why they're doing it. They're trying to sort of give more information, but the information is misleading and it's not correct. Yeah, because they've clearly extracted it from the F1 game it's, and gone, this is exactly what F1 game players see. Let's put it in the race. But there's no yeah. real-time so data made up. No, it. No, it's so, just machine learning estimates based on data from three days ago or however many, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, because we no. know how, how accurate Pirelli are with their estimates. Not at all. They go, oh, this softs can go 15 laps and then they go 25 and... Yeah, that, and it all comes down, as you say, to the driving yeah. styles and things like that. Yeah, so. exactly. The amount of times that they've, you know, they've promised two-stop races and huge tyre deg, and then Grosjean does 50 laps on the yeah. super yeah, stop or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would have been a minus 70% short yeah, if exactly. that graphic come up for yeah. that. But, um, but back to the Bottas thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, Hamilton could have easily won that race, I think, yeah. because he was, he was pushing, and I remember the team radio when he came in, he was like, right, push up push now and he was like what do you think i'll be doing for the last 15 laps or whatever but if he's managing his pace a little bit more 100 percent, he could stay out may i reckon bottas would have probably caught him but Sorry, he would have i'm had just a... laughing at <laughs> because i forgot you didn't put any notes on your screen and it's just a picture of alan partridge eating a table arrange well, so uh, it just caught my right. eye and it just okay. made, i couldn't stop laughing do you want to show the camera uh, dan to, to people we'll, that we'll flash it out. okay there, there you go there boom uh, but back to my point. Great concert. Sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. God, Tommy, you're so distracted. Um, yeah, I think that Hamilton probably would have been under pressure from Bottas, but he wouldn't have finished third. No, I think by pitting him, you basically said, right, Hamilton, you might get Vettel for second, but you'll probably finish third. <laughs> and we literally need to save Bottas. Yeah. Here. And yeah. yeah, but just from a team perspective, and then if they'd left him out, it would have been, this will probably be a one-two. You're not going to get you might get caught by Vessel, but you might not. So I did I did see um on Sky, I think it might have been James Allison was at Breckley. I think they interviewed him afterwards. And one of the reasons which like to be fair to Mercedes, um they said, you know, if they'd have done this, Bottas may have been catching Hamilton. And it just gives them when when they've already pretty much won the constructors the the driver's title is stitched up gives them like unnecessary stress yeah. when Bottas is going to be going you know you've screwed me there'll be both the drivers will be arguing Bottas might want to go for a move on Hamilton might get a risky yeah. move and they crash yeah, into yeah. each other so it was the safe option. it's a tough it's a safe is it they played it very safe basically and they were they were lucky in the end that Hamilton got the fastest lap point to win well just to win I know they were going to win it anyway yeah. but it secured it so. yeah 
yeah, interesting, but uh, a, a bit disappointing. I, cause it wasn't would exactly have made it a better most, race. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the most interesting battle for the lead. Uh, obviously, Bottas just checked out, and yeah. Vettel was kind of slow, especially towards the end of his stints when the tires started to go away quicker uh, on the Ferrari than they did on the Mercedes. But yeah, it, it, I, I kind of sat there going, "Hold on, so Bottas is going to have to overtake Hamilton for the win?" Because originally they had told him that, hadn't they? They said, "Bottas, right, you've pitted again. Hamilton's now going to stay out. You're going to have to pass him to win." Was it yeah. something like that? I mean, if I was Bottas, I'd been like, "Huh." Because I think um, I know Bo- I know Bottas was um, obviously drove absolutely amazingly well, but I think I, f- I feel like Hamilton was led to believe he was on a one stop, so he wasn't exactly going yeah. hammer time every single lap. So, Interesting. And if, and if you look if you look at the people that um, did do a one stop in the midfield, it was all the midfield drivers that had a good race. So Sainz, Ricardo, Gasly. So it it was very much possible. I think the commentators at one point said that I haven't got the exact uh, number of laps, but I think it may have been Science. They said maybe did twenty nine laps, and all Hamilton had to do was thirty one. Right. So mm. it wasn't going to hit the cliff. Yeah, I, I remember so. seeing sort of towards the end of Hamilton just before he pitted, the gap from him to Science was quite similar. So I don't know if maybe the Mercedes was hurting his tyres more, or if Hamilton was just saving them more at that mm. point. Well, speculation, but uh, yeah. Just Hamilton... like the graphics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, uh, my three-word race review now was uh, Wake Up Stewards. Uh, I actually commented that on the uh, Instagram post that we put up every single race. Of course weekend, you did. Um, saying, you know, whatever your three-word race review is, and people got very angry with that, but I think they were just misunderstanding what I really was meaning, because I think people actually thought I was complaining that Charles got a penalty, uh, and that's not the case <laughs> at all. Uh, it was more the fact that just wake up and make some decisions and uh, make the right ones as well. That clear as day, right ones. Some of them anyway. Uh, I'm sure, I know Tommy has a differing opinion on one particular incident, which we'll get into. Um, at Smid Sujuji, what's your opinion on the stewards' decision to investigate the Leclerc-Verstappen incident after the race? Now, for me, I, don't, I didn't like any of the process that went on with no. that entire no. incident. For one... It's absolutely clear as day that Leclerc has wiped out Verstappen. Yep. Like that. Yeah. There's no way that you go. Okay, it's a racing incident. Verstappen's turned in and in on him or anything like that. I know. He couldn't have left him more room on the no. inside. <laughs> and I, and I love the team radio when Verstappen gets told that there's <laughs> that that stage one there's no investigation. <laughs> uh, and and he genuinely you could hear in his voice he was absolutely perplexed. Yeah. yeah. As to why <laughs> it wasn't being investigated, and I just love that sort of. Brutal honesty from uh, from his team radio. So obviously, yeah, first stage not being investigated, and then <laughs> obviously they've seen the backlash from the teams and everything else, and gone, okay, we probably should investigate this. Appar- apparently, the reason for that I read read today that uh, an investigation was reopened because of new evidence. What they opened which, their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, I mean, yeah. you watch the replay, you saw Leclerc clearly got some dirty air from Vettel's car and understeered straight into Verstappen. What more? I th- I think this is something you said as well, and we've said in so many podcasts. If that's the case, what what does speaking to Charles Leclerc after the race do? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's his fault. That's it. There's, there's, End of it. Those kind of incidents, you don't need telemetry or anything like that to be able to make a decision. Probably this is the point decision. of the driver stewards that are yeah. up there to go. Yes, this is what's happened from a driving perspective. 
and then the stewards. Yeah. Otherwise, them. what's the point of having the driver representative yeah, steward? Yeah. Because they should be a racing driver that can put themselves in the driver's shoes from a yeah. non-biased perspective. Yeah. Because are you telling me that if, like, I mean, Charles, to his credit, said, "I messed up. Yeah. I ruined Verstappen's race. Sorry." But if Charles had gone. Oh, I didn't do anything. What? What are you talking about? Would the stewards gone? Oh, you, oh no, you didn't actually, did you? No, that's fine. Well, uh, you didn't when crash you drive into for him. that red team. Uh, apparently, you have uh, a bit more assistance than others. But Ooh. yeah, it is uh, not my, not me. Other people claim it. Yeah, no. FIA, Ferrari International. And assistant. then when Mercedes win, they're the favourites. And then when Red yeah. Bull win, they're the favourites. Yeah, whenever there's a path, there's a path kind emerging. of yeah. uh, advantage in uh, inverted commas. But yeah. It, because then we had the 20 or however many laps it was where they were under investigation. I don't understand this. I mean, other series. <laughs> so, for instance, like the DTM, I'm pretty sure sometimes I've seen the graphic come up saying incident under investigation before the incident actually finished happening. <laughs> and then within like a lap, they make a decision. Yeah. The penalty is taken and then the race carries on. By delaying it the whole race, that affected the way Ferrari might have run their race if they'd yeah. known he'd got a penalty for it. Exactly. Oh yeah, and exactly that. They pitted Leclerc for the fastest lap, which then put which him then within screwed. striking yeah. distance of, of Carlos Sainz. Oh no, of Danny Rick. So for me, I I just don't get it because however many laps it should it was, be sorted after the race in the race, and for something so clear as day, I, I just don't I don't understand what I can what understand. They have wanted last two three laps that you need to do it yeah, after the race, yeah. but lap one of a race How, yeah it's an like, hour and a half long race if they were stewarding le mans and an incident <laughs> happened on the first lap would we have to wait a day to find hours, out yeah. what happened <laughs> yeah so it's true insane. and one pablo montoya made a really good point in our latest youtube video where he was saying about how the stewards react to different incidents depending on where they happen on the track in terms of position wise so near the front of the field they make an enormous deal out of it if that's grosjean going into the side of perez Grosjean's getting a 10 second penalty before he's through turn four. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's all of yeah. it. Was five, it was only five seconds that they gave to Kerr as yeah. well. I, for absolutely destroying Verstappen's I, race. I do slightly understand that, though, because they've always been a bit more lenient on the first and lap. On first lap collisions, yeah. Yeah. I don't think the, the thing with, look, I think the five second penalty was fair. I don't, I don't think it should have been a harsh penalty because essentially he got understeer. I know his responsibility, it was a mistake from him. But it is it is a bit different on the first lap. Yeah, so understeer, but I think it was a bit of desperation in there as well. Yeah, because he'd got a terrible start. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, as soon as I saw them yeah. going side by side, I was yeah. like, "There's going to be contact here." And, and the fact that yeah. it's Max and Charles, they've <laughs> yeah. got a bit of beef this season, beef. and they're they're really trying to one up each other yeah. as being the next superstar, aren't they? And it's showing every time those two are wheel to wheel, whether they're crashing or what, something's happening. Exactly. Uh, at F1aholic says, why are the stewards so inconsistent? Technically, you could argue that they are consistently inconsistent. So yeah. what? I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say. I, I think this race is a bit of a anomaly, anomaly yeah. where they drop the ball a little bit. Uh, I've said it in quite a few of the recent podcasts that I do like the approach that they're going with. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, I agree too. Let, let this go, uh, Alban. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I do like that they've done that. Yeah, I, no, I, I like the fact that they're allowing them to race. But I guess obviously we had that whole inconsistency when they did change their approach. 
But that was from, I guess, the people that didn't really understand that they had changed their approach. So they're going, why did Vettel get a penalty for this? And then, you know, there was Monza and, and all that yeah. uh, controversy. But yeah, I know what you say, like the stewards dropped the ball, but why are they dropping the ball? They're the F1 stewards. They should have a clear cut system rather than, I, I guess, because it's a thing of like, okay, this collision gets a five second penalty, which they decide in three laps. Why does something so clear as day as Charles versus Max have to take a whole race? Like that that's mm. the inconsistency that yeah. just shouldn't happen. They should have to make a decision. And people I know the argument is, oh well, we don't want them to make a decision that's wrong. But <laughs> like yeah. the, the rules are there. Like, maybe, look at the rules, go, okay, he's hit him off. Penalty. Maybe because they uh, were doing qualifying as well, that they were just like tied at the end of the yeah, day. Like, I've already done qualifying. Do I have to really steward this race as well? <laughs> Come on. I am aware we are ranting a little bit, so I apologize. But I think people like us ranting, uh, especially against the stewards. And what I also found weird was that they then decided to slap another 10 second penalty on him after the race for something completely different, which was to do with his, w- uh, his wing coming off. Yeah. Like yeah. Driving a dangerous car, which I didn't realize was under investigation anyway. I thought it was just the incident though it sounded like there was confusion between uh martin saying that ferrari w- said they were going to pit him so that's why maybe the stewards didn't give him the black and orange flag yeah and then they kind of and then, and then charles was very adamant that he was like no it's fine we'll carry on yeah but then obviously charles can, can't see the damage from where he's sitting so his car feels okay so he doesn't want to pit because it'll ruin his race yeah. and then He's told to pit again on the second lap, and it comes off. So then maybe Ferrari think, well, oh, yeah, that's when Ferrari came the, over. And well, the damage is gone, so carry on. Yeah, but then yeah. they were told, no, you've got to pit him. Which was oh, that was scary as well. That, I did that not was, feel comfortable watching. No, that, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you've got it's such a high speed track in the last sector, and it came off obviously going down the straight into yeah. Hamilton's face, pretty much. And you look at I've said it in IBR, which you guys wouldn't have seen yet, but you, you know you've got incidents like Massa. You know, of where yeah. a small spring wasn't it that came off Barrichello's car? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And hit him. Obviously, he was very unlucky. But this is a massive piece yeah. of end plate, which is flapping off. Re- Ferrari would have seen that immediately. Yeah. But and I, I guess it's not he, down to even them. If is it had it to... come off, the wing could have failed, and then he could have just understeered into the wall at 130 yards. Yeah, it could have been like, like a Vettel in Bahrain. You know, it could have gone under the car or, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. if you're doing that into 130R, that you're going straight into that wall, and it's pretty. Yeah, you could have an absolutely horrendous accident. And also, I know they've got the halo, but that doesn't that doesn't stop, doesn't no, stop no. it. I mean, the halo, the way it's it's shaped, it doesn't cover everything, especially if it comes in at an angle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could have been awful. It could have been. And uh, I I was sat there going, this is going to be a disaster. And uh, especially when I know, I know it's a glorious. <laughs> okay, we are. Okay, hold on. We need to walk around a second. <laughs> Okay, we're back in the light now. And uh, yeah, I think we were all in the same kind of opinion that that wasn't cool. No. And, and I think for me, the stewards should be on the phone immediately going, you have to pit. Like, yeah. They look at that, they go, that's dangerous, get in the pits. Because especially when you've got that clip, which that I remember now that's what I was about to say, where obviously very impressive. Great, you know, Charlotte Leclerc going 130R one-handed whilst holding his wing mirror down. Yeah, That in itself, I mean, come on, you're going in the pits, please. Because yeah. that wing mirror... I could fly off into the crowd. I yeah. could fly off anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't cool with that. So 10 second time penalty was the very least uh, yeah, in my I opinion. Do you, Dan, do you know, because me and Tommy don't, do you know how many points he got for the I, whole I'm thing? I'm not sure if Leclerc got any points. points. Did he get any points? No. Oh, Strange that. Because yeah. usually they do. The, 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 uh, I think the 
probably because it was a first lap penalty, I think they went a bit lenient on it. Okay. And uh, the, the damage thing, I think they were more annoyed with Ferrari than for not calling their driver. Yeah. Right. But to be and fair, he did disobey well, them a little bit. He, a little but bit. But then they yeah. changed their mind. If you listen to the the team radio, well, yeah, he was like, "I want to come in. I want to come, come in." And then they said, "Come in." And then they went. No, and then he, and then he said no. And then he said. No, actually, do come in, and then Freya were like, "No, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was chaos." Yeah, yeah. That's okay, nice. uh, another interesting little Ferrari incident that we need to talk about, which uh, has caused a lot of discussion. And I say discussion in a very loose term, usually just throwing insults online. But yep. uh, at XY Tricks, does the jump start ruling need clarification? It seems Vettel only got off because of the transponder. When to the human eye, he clearly jumped the start, even if he immediately stopped. I know that we're of differing opinions uh, in this room, yeah. so this should be uh, an interesting little tussle. But uh, f- for me, yeah, it's it's an odd one because you sit there. You didn't. I didn't actually notice it really when you had the straight down the line. Oh no, you could no, you couldn't no. tell from that, could you? But a fan video was was the thing that kind of hit me as ah, it's a bit dodgy. What is going on outside? I don't know if you're getting any of this. No, you probably won't show up. But. Um, but yeah, it was the fan video where he's, you can see how far he's gone forward. Even though it doesn't really look that much on the point of view camera. You can see how much he moves forward, stops, and then goes again. Now, I know it's within, within the rules what happened. But for me, I still think that should, if it isn't at the moment, be a jump start. I, I agree with you on that. That I know it's the rules and there's all this sensor stuff and transponder. If you roll in your grid box, Surely you should get a penalty because what's what's to say you don't just start slightly behind it, roll forward during the lights and then go? Yeah, it just seems odd to me when it's so obvious. It it wasn't like the Bottas one in Austria where it looked like as the lights went out and it was really close. He moved when there were five red lights on. Yeah, so I think on. it's completely two well, completely different scenarios. But Dan, you you have a slightly different opinion. You you can't say that you're going to penalise a car because it moves before the light's gone out because otherwise you'd be getting probably penalties for some driver or another at every single race because when drivers engage the clutch or different start maps the cars will roll to varying degrees so there's got to be a tolerance in there to allow for some movement um i'll admit that the amount vettel moved yeah. and stayed within that tolerance surprised me because so when you first saw it did you think that would be a penalty i i did think that would be a penalty um yeah but the the fia have that tolerance and they don't say what it is because obviously if they say oh yeah you're allowed to roll 30 centimeters or move for two tenths everyone will start doing it yeah so for them to keep it a secret is Mm. fair enough and not want to explain too much into why he didn't get a penalty whether that tolerance is too big maybe needs to be looked at but i think if the FIA say that Vettel didn't jump the start according to their rules and their data, I think it's just a black and white issue and you can't really. It's maybe something that, um, say, like, you know, the somewhere in the midfield that might happen in a few races. Yeah. But the, the fact that it's such a high profile thing where the driver on pole has moved, I think that's brought this issue into the, yeah, you know, into yeah. this big discussion. Yeah, because I don't think. We wouldn't be uh, <laughs> losing our minds if Robert Kubitz were at the back of the grid as well, did it? And had a little roll. I would because he wasn't on the grid in the pit lane. Okay, well, fair. <laughs> wow. All right, thanks, Dan. The, um, <laughs> Can always rely on you. <laughs> <laughs> There's something uh, quite interesting, actually, when F1, just recently I've just watched F1 shared a video of the start 
and uh, I've got a theory of Bottas's Ooh. start yeah. that um, watching it, if you if you proper like pause, play, pause, play, pause, play, like Please frame it. Yeah. Um, I I'm entitled to believe that Bottas reacts to Vettel, and that's why he gets such a good start. So he sees Vettel go, who obviously moves just before the red lights go off. Yeah. Bottas sees Vettel moving and Valtteri goes and the lights go off literally the millisecond <laughs> as he moves. So it's almost worked perfectly for Valtteri that he's seen Vettel move, almost like reacted because he's seen the car in front go and the lights have changed at like the perfect time. So how how, how is that not anticipating the lights or seeing? Because he probably, the there was probably... Um, Enough of a delay. Like the Austria one, where there's enough of uh, it's done on human, uh, like a physical Reaction human can right. no, no, not react within 0.0000, but they can react within 0.0002, even though it's very unlikely. Yeah. So even if you do that, you're still not and jumping anticipating the start. you're not jumping the start. It's an Interesting. odd one. It's a, yeah, it's a very, <clears throat> very strange uh, ruling, but uh, it's not well, something we'll probably speak about. Yeah, it's one of those problems that comes up and you everyone's confused and outraged, but it'll probably never happen again. That's the problem, though. Years. It happened with Kimi, literally the race before. That was a rough <laughs> jump. Yeah, yeah he rolled one, a lot. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people were comparing the two and going, what's the difference? But the difference was Kimi's absolutely gone out of his grid box, past the transponder yeah. thing, and that's the difference between why he got a penalty, a big one, and Vettel got nothing. Yeah. So, right, moving on. No more moaning, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about the next uh, incident, which was uh, Albon. He had a great race, I- I'd say, for, hi- yeah. for him. Not in a horrible way, but in terms of P4. Good weekend, yeah. He had a bad start, losing two positions to both of the McLarens, yeah. which uh, he doesn't seem to be very strong on his starts, does I he? I think it's just a Red Bull thing in general. And yeah. the McLaren seems to be particularly good <laughs> at the start as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he fell behind uh, both McLarens, but got past them. One of them was uh, an interesting move. At Mariam underscore HC says, Albon deserved a penalty, right? No, no, this was when he went past Lando. Yeah, I don't think he did. Not I think that was though. a that was a strong move. Yeah. Yes, it was like borderline, but it's 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 been it was a move that within these new stewarding regulations, if you like. So after what Verstappen did to Leclerc in Austria, um, with his you know banging wheels, they're giving a little bit of leeway for these forceful moves, and I, I, you know. They banged wheels on the side. They didn't, it wasn't like Albon on an F1 game used him as a brake and rammed into the back of him I to get like the move. A little bit. No, he he did bumped on the side bit. and I think he would have made the corner. Yeah. Um, and I think Lando himself didn't actually put too much complaint. I don't know whether that was because yeah. it's Albon and they're proper chums. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw them in the interview pen and they were like bantering a little bit, but I don't think Lando would really have been like, well, what the hell are you doing? If that's for the lead, I guarantee that's a completely different story. Yeah, and Lando but would be I on think the, I he think was Lando anyway, wasn't he saying? Yeah. Oh, but you know, he pushed me off the track. But there were quite a few quotes from him afterwards that said like that was a pretty ballsy move and fair, fair enough. Yeah, it didn't really affect my race. To get a penalty for it after the race. So interesting. Yeah. I thought it was just over the line. I thought it was close, but I think that I felt it was a little bit too hot. I think he went in a little bit too hot, personally for me. For me, but. Uh, it, it didn't help that Lando didn't see him coming, which obviously accentuated that, the incident a bit more. I think that's part of it, because he, he turned in and didn't realise until literally there was no more room no for him to, to turn in. I think if he'd have seen him a bit earlier, then Albon would have still probably completed the move. Mm. Yeah, um, I think Lando would have had to go off the track, though. That's where it's 
if he had gone in a little bit slower, maybe fine. But for me, a little bit just over there. I, I, I just just a five seconds. That's all I'm. That's all I'm after. Not no, stop no. And go. That's, that's what I want to see from Alvin, though. I think that's what Red yeah. Bull wants. And that's I, what I Red like Bull the fact yeah. he's going for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just felt that that one was just a little bit too hot, personally. Agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. We're we're allowed to have differing opinions, right? Internet. That's what learn from this. <laughs> yes, differing opinions. I respect you. Okay, next. Slight confusion at the race end, where we had uh, lap 52 of 53 being the end race results. Um, at Mars underscore NV. Where did Perez finish with two ends? He's not finished one end. Come on. What the hell was that ending? I mean, care to explain, Dan? You're the, you're the F1 guru. What happened? Uh, it was a checkered flag on the timing system, not the, not the actual flag, but the timing right. system flag was displayed one lap sooner. And <laughs> so I love how they've introduced this to hopefully stop having... No, the, when it, the, 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 it's the light, isn't it? The, there's, a, there's a little square. They have the safety car and yeah. a yellow flags and things, and the checkered flag came up on that light. Yeah. As well as, That's obviously, mad. the timing. Yeah. So they have to Because for go some on. reason, the checkered flag has this weird power in F1 where <laughs> if it comes out, the race has to end on that lap. I guess I understand A human that. can't yeah. go, oh, no, actually, there's a lap to go. But so then I guess a marshal trips up on lap two, picks up the flag it. and, like, kind of just, <laughs> oh, waves the flag. Oh, my God, That's imagine. it. Lap imagine two, that. like, science is in second no, but everyone would be disqualified because no one's done their mandatory pit stop. Oh. And, yeah, no one has classified so no points (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it is such a weird one it was happened in canada uh when winnie harlow yes but but to be fair to her she was told to wave it a lap early um they probably said to her you need to wave the flag she's gone okay yeah. Now. <laughs> and also it happened in China as well. It's happened quite a few I times recently. Recent years. And another series as well. It tends to happen at, like, yeah. at least once a year in time. And I think it's so noticeable the fact that the results go back. And then this one, the fact that Perez has finished, uh, has essentially crashed into the barrier and then takes a cheeky ninth place. Yeah. Um, yeah it's naughty. But I can understand why they introduced yeah. that rule because if anyone's race is hindered by even one tenth of a second they'll go well you threw the checkered flag yeah so yeah because if they, they can't go over the radio uh don't worry stop no keep going keep it's probably a rule that covers them in case um a driver sees it slows to a stop yeah and yeah loses and the race or something. loses the race yeah exactly uh, imagine if leclerc had got fastest lap there and taken the title oh, taken the constructors title to the next, next race round and then Ferrari they went would. no actually uh <laughs> we screwed up they have one twos for the rest of the of the season with Mr. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Dane is not scoring one point. Right, we're now on to, well, Tommy, do you have the jingle ready? I have, actually. I've got it right oh, here. It's you almost didn't... like I told you. Yeah, we didn't even have to cut away or anything. Play the... <laughs> Lovely. Every single time. I absolutely love it. Right, ABCDEF one time. Let's rate some drivers. Let's start with Mercedes. Let's go straight in. Lewis Hamilton. C. C, yeah. C. Complained a lot. 
are qualified by Bottas. an angry man. Outrace. It was a little bit like, we haven't seen that Lewis for a while where he goes into that sort of everything going against me. Why are we doing this mode? Yeah, mm. really questioning, like really, really questioning his team decisions. It's not just questioning it. It was questioning it. Then it was, I want to hear why. Tell me why. Yeah. Can yeah. we just talk about this for a minute? Mad Let's how we have a chat. It's mad how they're, you just think about it. They're racing at 200 miles an hour. And then he's like, no, can I, can I, can I get an explanation? Just whilst he's flying through the S's. Like, can I just, yeah. can I just get a little, just quick explanation if that's all right? You know, yeah. It's absolute madness. So C. Okay, let's go with the C. Valtteri Bottas, A. I've, mm. A, yeah. Yeah, I'd go A. Not A star, but A. Yeah, a, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't qualify great, but he beat Hamilton in qualifying. And then. I was just thinking whether it was like a jump the start race, but. It did, obviously, did jump the start. I mean, anticipated the start. <laughs> um, yeah, is an A. Yeah, let's go for A. An A. Yeah. Okay. Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. Be a B. A B, yeah. B. I've got B on here. Epic, epic qualifying. He's, he's very good around Suzuka, but I was, I was surprised at how he just couldn't. After he lost the you know position to Bottas, yeah. he was just nowhere. Just Ferrari just didn't have the yeah, pace. Yeah, there's just never a moment where you thought Ferrari would have been in the race after if that he had stayed in the lead on the first lap. That would have made it quite an interesting race. Yeah, I think. yeah, I definitely would have been all over him. But then, if Charles was out of the picture, he wouldn't have won the race anyway. Because yeah, Mercedes would have just done some yeah. strategies yeah, and, yeah. and won with Hamilton probably. Yeah, uh, I, I want. I'm inclined to call to give sorry Vettel an A purely because I think the Ferrari wasn't there. In race trim, and he did absolutely everything. He outqualified Leclerc with the, for the first time in ages as well. Outqualified yeah. Leclerc and kept Hamilton behind on lap fifty-one. When yes, he I was think all the only him. mistake he made was that start. I think. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Maybe, maybe an A is. Yeah, fair, I think. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. overturned! I love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. Charles Leclerc, D. D. Oh, D. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's difficult because obviously he had a decent qualifying, got outqualified by his teammate, but was second. But I, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I mainly leaning towards a C purely because of all the overtakes that he did and the, the, the race craft behind it. I know that he's in a better car. Only one Suzuka of those overtakes is... was good. The one on Gasly and Spoon. Yeah, the rest but... of them were just... <laughs> yeah, but just but like he was using his racing knowledge in the sense of like getting out of the slipstream to make sure he gets a better uh, run out of the hair. It was a solid recovery drive. He did a good move on Gasly. The Gasly move was very good, yeah. And then he did a good move on Raikkonen into 130R. That's not... No. That was Nothing that happens at 130R is impressive. I mean, <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a big statement. Raikkonen was like two inches away from his rear wheel as well. I swear that they were so close when they went through 130R. Like, it, it, was was, it was brave. Like, I know in the grand scheme of things, you know, whether it's a corner, whether it's not, it's not even 130 degrees anymore, is it? No. It's not. It's not. All right, no, let's give him a D because he, he drove around with damage as well. Not yeah. Happy. Uh, Red Bull, Max Verstappen. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a non-applicable. Not NA rather NA. than NA. U because yeah, U is bad, is bad. and NA is it's not just we can't, we can't rate, rate him. him. So we'll average him out on that graphic. We'll give him an A star purely because of his start. That's it. Um, <laughs> it's not an A star for anyone making their tables because I know there are people out there that are creating these tables, uh, Olympic tables. So we'll give him an NA. Uh, Alex Alban. A B. A B. B. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guys, can we stop agreeing, please? This is weird. I know, but... B, you think he was? I, will, I would have said messed that. up his start. I think the fact that he, I would have said an A, but he was a minute behind the winner at the end. Oh yeah, it's not. An a. Yeah, it's definitely not an A. Wouldn't have been as far as a minute behind. And he, was he would have finished sixth. It was his best weekend at Red Bull so far. It was a good. Yeah, that's the thing. We I say agree. it's the best, but then we look at. I think he was more impressive in Belgium because. Oh, probably because that was his first one, wasn't it? Yeah, and no yeah, one yeah. expected him to do it. Yeah. Whereas in this one, 
he literally would have finished sixth, probably thirty seconds behind everyone yeah. else. He's doing he's back. doing everything that Red Bull want him to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be fair, fair enough. As you made that meme, um, which was about qualifying and oh yeah, and stay. We need you to max, uh, max, 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 match max, and he literally and exactly the same time in Q two, Q three, no Q three, Q three, but yeah, first run. But Oh, no, no, no Q3, one. but was the same, because he said it after, oh, he was sixth. So close. So, so close to qualifying. Uh, Renault, Daniel Ricciardo. Great drive, A. No, B. B. Qualifying. His qualifying was dreadful. His qualifying was dreadful, but he finished seventh. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse No, the sixth. It's a Charles penalty. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. excuse the qualifying, I don't think. But he was absolutely banging things in. He had a great start. A great start, great stint. I guess, yeah, stint. actually... Well, I guess if we're giving Albon a B, his drive was a lot better. I know he did mess up qualifying, and but I guess he had Renault, to prioritise the race. Which technically might be a car that's cheating, so maybe we might have to change this to <laughs> I an think, ungradable. I think his drive was really good. And I like the fact as well that um, Renault did the whole give give Danny Rick a go now and he was like, don't worry, I'll, I'll get, get them. Yeah. And then did. I mean, fair play. In fact, yeah. I think it's an A just yeah, for that radio I'm, message. I'm yeah. liking this power of... I'm like, I, I just want to suggest this to the table. And you're like, I accept your feedback. Let's change it. <laughs> nice. We're, a having, a, we're having a constructive... Maybe you know, a We are. A debate. No fun, yeah. is it? We're, we're no. <laughs> we, need to, uh, we need to argue more. Right, Nico Hulkenberg. B? C? Where did he he got a good start, didn't he? That was quite well, a mega start. Well, he went 15th to 10th, so that's not... Good. His start was lit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. He went round the start? I don't think I've seen the start. Oh, he went, really he went round the outside of about He got four a great people. start and then genuinely had an absolute car whip and no more uh, going past Giovinazzi, I think, going into turn one. And it was wince-worthy. But yeah, it's great. And he went all the way around the outside and then, yeah, he gained like five positions in the first lap right. around Suzuka. B. 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 Haas. Roman Grosjean. He's always he? so difficult. To... Where was he? He qualified 10th and finished like 12th. I think he was sort 15. of. The, he was sort of. He finished fifteen. No, did he? I thought he must have dropped back at the yeah. end, like all the Hassans. I, I feel do. like he did a good job this weekend. Put the Hass in Q three and. Oh yeah, that is fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's normally quite good at Suzuka, so I'm inclined to think he probably got a fair amount out of the car. Plus, he built a Tyrrell P34 on his day off, which has got to be worth a grade <laughs> up as well. Oh, we're not giving any grades <laughs> for what they did on their day off. I don't know. We have done that before. Uh, <laughs> C, C at best, I think. If we're gonna go, oh, let's go. Yeah, I don't C. think you've got yeah. to give him qualifying. Yeah, Kevin Magnuson. We can't gets, give him a B yeah. for fifteenth. Kevin Magnuson finished seventeenth. D, if if that. D, yeah. He crashed in qualifying as well. Oh E, F, F, F. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If Grosjean's F. getting a C, Magnuson needs F. a lot worse a grade because yep. he. I think he even admitted himself that he had a rubbish weekend. McLaren, Carlos Sainz, A, A, star. What more could he, he do? Yeah, that's, I, I, wrote, I wrote this actually and said A star, no, epic start, nearly got Hamilton. If Where did he qualify? Seventh? Sixth. Must, uh, must have been seventh. Sorry, seventh. Yeah, yeah. sorry, seventh. And almost got into third? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Yeah, fourth. Fourth, because it had been Vettel, Bottas. Sorry, Bottas, Vettel, Leclerc at the time. And then, oh, yeah, and then yeah. Leclerc had the problem. So, yeah, o- almost yeah, got into start. fourth. Perfect start. Made, made his one-stop work. Had um, he actually had such good pace that it stopped uh, Leclerc from uh, going to like basically giving up. Uh, Leclerc gave up his charge to kind of catch Science yeah, because yeah. Science had such good pace. Otherwise, Leclerc wouldn't have pitted for the fastest lap. 
Right. Yeah. Because he just gave up on that. He was he was mega on the floor. Amazing. And yeah, he is driving so so well. He is one of the drivers of the season. Yes. Yeah. Consistently really good. He's the best Mm. midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A star. I think both McLaren drivers, in fairness, have their weekends where they yeah. just check out. Only one of them seems to have a good weekend at once. One yeah. Of the other one's <laughs> yeah. Like really yeah so those two really racing each other, do you? It's either no. one's been hit or whatever. So it's yeah. crazy. Uh, Lando. Had a bit of a... He couldn't make his tyres last. I, I know he was really unlucky because he got screwed by the debris. Yeah, he actually... He actually... Hit, 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 yeah, that's yeah, why had to pit. From Leclerc. Yeah. So... From that flying off, he had to pit. It wasn't anything to do with the Albon incident. He pitted just coincidentally straight after that. Um, he's he's just been very unlucky. He does have good pace, and he's not that far from Carlos, who's doing an unbelievable job. Yeah. Uh, even even the start, he was unlucky. Where he, I think he got a better start than Sainz, and he was going around the outside, um, just slightly ahead, and maybe would have had the inside for the next corner, but because Verstappen and Leclerc crashed, he had to back out and then Sainz went past him. And yeah, just very unlucky, really. Difficult. So, C. Yeah, C. Okay, racing point, Sergio Perez. He was doing all right. He kind of finished like, ninth. It's kind of like Ricardo, really. He had the terrible qualifying and then a really good race. Yeah. It was kind of like... Ended up in the wall, but still finished ninth. Yeah. Yeah. But he did... Do it trying to go around the outside of Gasly at turn two, which is yeah. if you're going to crash out, that's a good way to go. I think <laughs> it's a good way to go. Uh, maybe. Ooh, oh, there's my up. huh? You with your water. Can you timestamp that for the audience? <laughs> um, uh, B, B for ballsy. Yeah, I'd go for a B. Okay, maybe yeah. maybe Perez saw the checkered flag light and was and like, was like it doesn't matter it. now. Yeah, I'll get this position regardless. I'm I'm going to just go for this outrageous for move around the outside to just. Please the fans. Yeah. Well done. Uh, Lance Stroll, C. I'll say C. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny how um, Stroll, everyone said he's a bit of a Sunday driver because he's really bad at qualifying. And yeah. then they did qualifying on a Sunday. <laughs> and he got it into Q2. Q2. Two? Like was he on the grid or something? Yeah. So he, and Perez was, what, 19th or 18th, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Finally, just Sunday. Just yeah. Sunday, he can qualify. He has for his <laughs> and he's absolutely ready. Um, <laughs> Alfa Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. D. D. I but D for both the Alphas. I don't just... remember seeing them in the race at all. Pretty much. No, Alfa yeah. have just it's dropped weird, off. Yeah, the they have dropped off because they were really quite impressive, especially with Raikkonen in the first half of the season. Uh, but it seems like Giovinazzi has come strong. The cars got worse. Yeah. And so has Raikkonen. Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd one. But, but I think Giovinazzi, one. for me, has proved himself in the second half of the season to, yeah. uh, to at least have another year. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree, Tommy? Yeah, I yeah. would. You kind of went... Uh, no, no, I, I agree that uh, he's a, a better prospect than Hulkenberg as well. So we're going to go for C. Ooh. C- oh, we won't Ooh. carry on with that. Maybe next <laughs> podcast. God, that's a whole podcast in itself. Uh, C's for Raikkonen and Giovinazzi? I've, D's? D's. Sorry, D's. Did Giovinazzi yeah, finish ahead of Raikkonen? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, sorry. No, he's 16th. Okay, so D's. D's for both of them. Uh, Toro Rosso, Danny Kvyat? D. D. He was just no nowhere, really, really. especially yeah. when Gasly was so impressive. Oh Gasly. Yeah. yeah, massively. It's just crazy. You just what is going on with Gasly? So, what are we going to say for Kvyat? D. D. Where did he qualify? Kvyat, like fourteenth or fifteenth or something. 
I was like, 26th? No, that's his race. <laughs> <laughs> 14th. Yeah, really unimpressive. Yeah, 14th and finished 12th. Just okay, let's go not with great. Uh, Pierre Gasly? A, I think. Yeah, definitely an A. Solid A. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you qualify? He qualified uh, ninth, so he got in, yeah, Q3, in Q3. And yeah. just raced at the... Stayed there pretty much. Raced yeah, at yeah. the front. Yeah, yeah. really good. Fair nice. play to him. All right. So we'll give a B to Gasly. Uh, a to Gasly, a to Gasly yeah. Uh, Williams, George Russell. Oh, God. How do you rate him? How do you rate him? How B? do you ever rate these people? His fastest lap was a second quicker than Kubica, if Shock. that's anything. Kubica was um, one lap of fuel on soft tyres as well. And like, do, you give him, do you give him an A and Kubica an E, or do you give them like C and D? Just, <laughs> don't yeah, it's so, I think it's so a hard B, to judge. A B for Russell. Uh, solid B, can't go wrong with a B. Yeah. And then a C for Kubica. Oh, no, F. For Kubica. F. F. He, crashed, oh, yeah, he, he binned it in qualifying. Yeah. F. And personally, I, I, I'm not a fan of how sort of bitter this is getting between yeah. Kibitza and Williams about him complaining about his wing and why did they retire me with this uh, from the Just last race it, lad. Like, you know it should be this nice fairy tale story that like he's, he's come back races left try and enjoy, enjoy the rest of your F1 career or yeah. just let someone else have a go yeah they're not even yeah. fighting for points just enjoy racing for the last four times yeah, yeah. In your career it's, it's yeah. odd okay predictions for Japan this is what we went for so I said Charles Leclerc five poles in a row close Helps. but no cigar what were you going to say? I, th- I thought we were doing predictions for the next race. I was like, no, 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 because that's not happened. <laughs> no, this is for Japan. Um, so that was half point. Sorry, <laughs> it's close, isn't it? <laughs> no, just with I'm, I'm looking at how if I can mind. get half a point for anything. No, no, we no, can get half, half a point. It's not half a point for oh, Charlotte Claire, five okay. poles in a row because we're not, we're not going to do that because Jess will kill us in the next one. Uh, Verstappen will crash at some point during the race weekend. Yeah. Yes, that's a full wholesome point if I've ever seen it. Uh, Jess, you went for um, someone will try a ballsy move through Spoon. Good yeah. work, Jess. Yeah, That's oh, definitely a point. I think Hulkenberg's was one of the best moves through Spoon. I feel like he made a, a ballsy move. Yeah. Okay. And the sure. Rugby World Cup will be mentioned. Now, I don't think it was Rugby World Cup. They were playing hand egg in, in, the, in the pits during Saturday. No, no, Friday. Mm. But I, I, I've heard that they were actually talking about Australian rugby or something. I think they used the the Rugby World Cup hashtag or something at one point. One of the teams did. So. Well, she's not here. So what do we do? Just give the points to Dan. She doesn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not here. By the way, just if you're wondering, where is Jess? Uh, she's, uh, she just couldn't be bothered to come on the podcast because Bottas won. Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 It, made her, it made her ill. It literally made her... She's, up, she's been off sick since, uh, since Bottas won. It's, uh, <laughs> that's not true, just so you're aware. But um, I'm sure Jess will be back and want to, to clarify where she was away. <laughs> but it wasn't because Bottas won. Uh, Tommy, your two. Uh, both Tarossos were in Q3. Wrong. Half. No. Half just because one was. No, um, you said both. Yeah. And a fan will show up dressed as a Red Bull can. They didn't. Zero points for you. I know. A few people sent me some pictures of someone dressed as a Red Bull can. But I think it was from like six years ago. Or <laughs> You're like, like half. half. <laughs> 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 okay, and the fan said Charlie Base 18. Well, they didn't say that. Charlie Base 18 said Jovanazzi outqualifies Kimi again. Yes. Yeah. He did. He, he did. did. He did. Yeah. It's a point. Gameaholic for the win. No Red Bull on the podium. Yes. Yes. Wow. Elliot Wardle 4. There will be multiple Land of the Rising Sun references by Crofty. No, he did. said it once. That's not multiple. But you didn't specify. Come but on, did. guys, remember. Well, he, sorry, yeah, he, he <laughs> overused his um, okay. power. Okay. Right, so two points for the fans. Good job. Right, predictions for Mexico. I have gone for Ferrari to make it six poles in a row. Is that your your prediction every (laughs) week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I'm still on the Ferrari slash uh, Charles. Um, 
Danny Rick will have some Mexican style facial hair. He yeah. has a beard at the moment, or so I like reckon he's going to work like a like taco. A, yeah. Sorry, no. Yeah, I know God. what you meant. Uh, Dan, <laughs> you have submitted two in four. Jess, uh, what are your two? Uh, a, a midfield team will finish fourth, which sounds like a Jess prediction to me. Just standard, basic, just going for a uh, going for the points. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. To be fair, <laughs> I mean. Let's hope not. <laughs> and the other one? Uh, there'll be some kind of ridiculous, really cheesy celebration after the podium. Well, like that's doing that. that is basically like, Mexico, isn't it? I mean, we've had a, a couple. Like, you know, they'll have like one of those machines. That they have the children outside of supermarkets, like a fake budget of little helicopter, and the winner will be forced to ride it on the podium. Okay, Can we so say you don't get a point if it's a DJ like last year? Yeah. Yeah. And, They're gonna and go, and it has to be something different. To be the exact... Whoever is beeping outside, can sh- they shut up? Thank you. Um, so, if, but if that example that you've just yeah, <laughs> can I win the whole podcast? You win a million points. Okay, right. You get unlimited points. And I'll Tommy, make... your two. Uh, Hamilton won't take the title in that race. Okay, <laughs> he will win the title. That would be a bold claim. <laughs> uh, and uh, there'll be some fans with, uh, or at any point in the weekend, Mexican wrestler masks in F1 liveries. Okay, fair, nice. Okay, and the fans, GPR Burns, a random celebrity will congratulate Lewis over the radio if he wraps up title number six, which you can pretty much guarantee there'll be someone. Nick eating pizza, someone will wear a som- sombra halo, a sombrero with a halo on top. That's a good one like that. And Mansa Hedge S, no Renault on the grid. Oh, spicy. We, we haven't actually mentioned that, so Racing Point lodged a protest against they lodged it Renault. Hard. They lodged it. Lodge of protest. That was like with a twelve-page document or something. Was it? Dossier. Yeah, a dossier. 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 That sounds even more scary. Yeah. What, uh, what makes it a dossier? Uh, level of severity. Okay. Yeah. I thought it might just be that it's in a ring binder. Like... No, no. When you <laughs> save the file, rather than dot doc, it's dot dos. Dot dos. Oh yeah. MS dos. MS dos. Microsoft dossier. Uh, Good bands. Yeah. We're recording. Uh, this, we're recording this on Monday, by the way. So if by the if time we release tomorrow somewhere. or whenever, then they've been disqualified. We didn't know about it. Yeah. Hope you have enjoyed this uh, WTF1 podcast. And uh, the lovely Dan as Jess's replacement. Not a replacement. You are a not even a substitute. What are you? What's a good way of saying that you're not a replacement? A substitute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jess is equal. There you go. Is that? No, that's not right either. Right, cool. Thank you so much for uh, for watching slash listening. Make sure to give us a five-star review no matter where you are. And uh, that's pretty much it. Smash that like button. I hope you've enjoyed the, the longer podcast as well. We've heard you. We've heard you loud and clear. And I hope you've pretty much got over an hour's worth of content. So make sure you give us some love. If, if it's a like, if it's a subscribe, if it's a five-star, if it's a comment. Any of those. All of those. Okay? Thank you so much. We'll see you in under two weeks for the Mexican Grand Prix podcast. And uh, Dan, it's been lovely having you, Tommy. Thanks for as always. You know, wow, you're still, uh, still alive. And that's and I'm Matt. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 